Welcome to Jesse Jameson and Friends. Your host, Jesse Jameson, has a real treat for you. You are about to hear a great story. And if Jesse brings his A-game, some good commentary too. And later on, we'll let you know how you can join Jesse as a guest. Now, without further ado, here's Jesse. Welcome back to Jesse Jameson and Friends. Today's friend is Francis from Phoenix. And the title of Francis's story is Ambien Alert. Francis, the only thing I can think of with Ambien, that's the sleep aid medicine that they always show commercials on, I believe. The floor is yours. <laughs> no, th- thank you. And uh, Jesse, thank you for um, inviting me on here. I know you've asked me, you know, a couple months ago and I have I've kind of avoided it because I wasn't sure about it. But um, after, well, let, me, uh, l- let me let me say why, though, Francis. You and I, when we do get together, we laugh and have so much fun. And all we ever do when we're together is just have conversations. And you're actually part of the inspiration I had when I wanted to do Jesse Jameson and Friends because I always wish people could hear some of the friend, the conversations I have with friends. So I right, think right, right. I, I think I thank you for coming on. Well, okay, awesome then. It's mutual, and uh, we we did work together at a at a um, uh, call center, so um, had many good times there. So thank you. Um, and uh, do I start my story now, Jesse? Is yeah, right? but you know what we should tell people? You and I have unique situations that pop up. The other day, I'm going for a walk in my neighborhood because Francis, I've been, yeah. try- I've been trying to walk, you know, ever since mm-hmm. COVID start and stay healthy. And all of a sudden I say, John, is that you? And all I saw was the back of your head. But for some reason, I just knew it was you. You turn around and lo and behold, it was you. So I, right, I, thought, right. that would, I thought that was super interesting. So you, you weren't stalking me to get on the show? I wasn't, but the reality is, is uh, there that's was, like on the other side of town, <laughs> there was, there was no way I wasn't going to mention the show again, because you're right. I've been asking you for months to come on, but you know what? I'm glad that we waited because now I've got a little bit of an audience that's growing and I think they're going to love this story that you have to share. Well, that, you know, that, that was a funny day too, because um, when, when I heard, cause I go by Francis now, you know, I kind of like went, go by my middle name and when, when I heard John and, and I turned around. And you go, it's me, Jesse, you know, because we was cold and you had, you know, your jacket on and I couldn't recognize you. With, um, and because uh, it was it was in the distance, too. And and I was like, oh, what's up, Jesse? And you, the first thing you said is, hey, man, why are you being such a dick? <laughs> <laughs> I know you're ghosting me when I want you to be on my show. <laughs> you know, we have a blast when we're together. I know, that's funny. So, uh, hey, I, for Fran- Francis, let me ask yeah. you this. On Ambien, I've never taken a sleep aid, but I have suffered from insomnia at times. I think we all have. It is the worst when you can't sleep. Did you ever have a situation where you needed Ambien or, or how, where does this story kind of begin? What year? Well, you know, I, I suffer from, uh, well, I'm in remission from Crohn's disease and um, I couldn't get a good night's sleep because of the, you know, the pain while sleeping um, and the way I had to sleep. So the doctor would prescribe sleep aids to me. And finally, this one sleep aid back, you know, uh, uh, you know, I, I don't know, like uh, 2005 or something uh, was Ambien. <clears throat> and I would take that. I took it for years, you know, and uh, um, I was hopped up on, you know, painkillers, Ambien, you know, and, uh, you know, uh, then uh, had to, it got with this girl that had a prescription of uh, Adderall and so we were just, you know, popping these things like crazy. So, 
<laughs> is Ambien something that you pop for fun or was that literally to help you go to sleep? I think we did. Um, but um, you literally, uh, responsibly, you, you, you take it to, you know, before bed and, and then it puts you to sleep. The, the normal person, I would imagine. I, I don't know, you know, too many people that take it right now because of the bad press it's gotten. I know. I, I, I hear stories of, well, I don't know if it's Ambien or Lunestra or whatever they're called, but, you know, you hear stories of people sleepwalking and getting in a car while they're asleep and they're driving around town. So I guess your eyes are open, but you're literally mentally asleep or something. Right. You're mentally asleep. It's, you're in a blackout um, and you're coherent. It's the craziest thing. You actually can do things. Um, uh, you can respond, to, you know, because you do it on autopilot, so to say. But, um, but you, you, w- when you find yourself the next morning awake, you have no recollection of it until somebody reminds you of it. They say, hey, dude, I, hey, you were at this, the, you know, this story I saw you at. And like, uh, all of a sudden, it hits you and it's like, oh, shit. Yeah, I do remember. The memory comes to you a little later. So, yeah. Oh, so, so something does record it and you do remember mm-hmm. it. You know, yes. so, sometimes, sometimes as we age, everything becomes a blur, especially during COVID, because you're not necessarily staring at the calendar for your 20th day at home in a row, you know. <laughs> um, but in your case, this was one of those things where you're literally thinking they're crazy and then you slowly but surely would regain that memory. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, it would be it would be pretty quick. It'd be like, like I said, like a flash, like, whoa, I did do that. I was knocking at this guy's door in my underwear. You know, my <laughs> I lived down the street, you know, as like, holy shit. Oh, you know, and I, I do. I did remember that. So it was crazy. That's one. That's I got I got a few funny stories. But that was one of them, you know, one time. So <laughs> what what caused you to, to do Ambien? It was just this girl or was there do you ever suffer from insomnia or was it because of your Crohn's? You couldn't sleep. Yeah, yeah um, I, I don't I I like to say I suffer from insomnia. But really, it's um, I have a bad sleep hygiene. I have a bad schedule. Um, I, I do take uh, trazodone, you know, to help me get to sleep. And that's an antipsychotic drug or something like that. But it actually um, gets you, uh, you know, drowsy. Um, and, you know, it wears off really quick. It's only four hours. And that way, it's, you know. I wake up the next morning. I only get like five or six, maybe six hours of sleep at the most. So, you know, I don't sleep much. You've always seems you've always seemed so even keel and calm to me. Are you saying that I'm seeing the drugged up version of you? And if, if you weren't on these antipsychotics and shit, you'd be bouncing off the wall. Um, no, not really. I probably, I probably would be livelier. I mean, I'm not sure. Um, I know that when I went to rehab, I, I did, you know, like nothing. And I could fall asleep and wake up. <clears throat> and it was, you know, on a, on a schedule. But I wasn't, you know, I'm in a rock band. So we practice, we play out. And, you know, it keeps me up late. I have to, you know, drink coffee to stay up, you know, and then I go to my, I, I'm, in, I'm in recovery. So I go to my meetings at, you know, 9.30 to 10.30 p.m. And, um, you know, I like it. I like doing, I like, I'm a night owl by, you know, uh, by nature. Um, and, you know, I like a schedule like that. I'm trying to m- make it better, but I can't because of, of the uh, musician uh, that I am. So, 
Um, are, are, they, are, your fellow, are your fellow musicians um, sober as well? Because I'd imagine night owls, you're going to constantly be dealing with people that are drinking or, or smoking up a joint or popping. Um, three of us are. Uh, the drummer is not. He's constantly back to his little wine box and his, his pipe, you know, smoking his medical marijuana. And, um, you know, no big deal because at least there's three of us up front, up front that aren't doing anything like that. That's awesome. So uh, the good news is how, how many years have you been sober? Can we? Can we Five. Go Five years and a couple months now. Good Let me shut for the door. You. I didn't have mom's home. Yeah. Shut the door. Lock it. We don't want her popping in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mom, I, I, I look for a job. I, I think. Uh, did you get a did you get a job? <laughs> yet, <friend? laughs> You're going to end up digging ditches. <laughs> Anyways. Um, so I want to go into the story. Go for it. Well, back in uh, 1999, 1998, I got my first telemarketing job. You know, I've been doing, I was doing telemarketing for like 19 years when I met you. So, and, and back in um, 1998, uh, was, you know, I sat next to this really gorgeous girl and uh, she was going out with a manager and, and she was, you know, manager would give her the, all the leads. Of, I just, I, I was, I'd secretly crush on her and I didn't know this, but she was crushing on me. So that was kind of cool. Um, and it wasn't until uh, 2008, 2007 or 8, um, when the economy was really bad. <clears throat> you know, we, um, we, I ended up, uh, she came into another call center that I worked for. Um, does, she, does she have a name? Can we give her a, a name, even if it's fictitious, just a first name? Um, yeah, her, I'll just give you her, her first name. It's Jill. Okay. Um, and you know, beautiful blonde girl. And, and, uh, she came in to the call center that I was working at cause I moved jobs. And, uh, what happened was, um, she had, uh, you know, actually made a pass at me. She was more, she was more like the aggressor and she gave me her phone number and said, call me, we'll you know, do whatever you want. You know, see a movie. So I called her, you know, we had, well, wait a minute. You, you said she made a pass at you. Was it like a, yeah. a, did she tap you in the butt cheeks and say, you want to see a movie, big boy? What, no, tell yeah, us but, about you know, this it, pass. It, it was subtle. It was, it was a, a subtle pass. It was like, she said, you know, I told her I was three months sober and uh, she's like, wow. She's like, I could tell cause you look great. And uh, I was like, well, okay, thank you. You know? And I didn't, I, I, back then I was really dumb about that kind of stuff. You know, I was like, well, oh, she's just, you know, keeping a good conversation. Thank you. Right. And when she gave me her number, when she's walking out, leaving that day, she it was on a yellow sticket note, you know, and put it on my desk. She goes, give me a call. We'll do it something, you know, go to the movie, whatever you want. Dude, I that said, hap yeah. that happened to me in Vegas. I was walking down the strip and this really beautiful girl hands me her card and I look on the card and it's like free, you know, massage. So you, you, she was a masseuse then or, or no <laughs> different, know. different girl. Well, okay. She, yeah. Okay. Um, no, she was actually, you no, know, <laughs> she was, uh, she was, you know, I, it, it was from that then on, I went and saw her and then she's like, you know, she told me expresses. I've always saw you and really liked you. And she put in a, a, a she had a VHS of us, uh, you know, and it was from back at the first call center back in 99, 2000, when uh, we sang together, um, we had this stage where we worked too. And uh, we did like the, we did these Christian, it was Christian company and we did these Christian songs, you know, uh, you know, about Jesus. And so and we did this duet 
And she would, she said, I, 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 I watch, I watch this all the time, but she, and she ended up marrying that manager, but she was, you know, she would end up always like putting in this tape and watching it. She told me, and then, and uh, she's like, you know, so, and I, I, I saw, I was watching going, Oh my God, I'm so shitty. <laughs> Look at it. Listen to my voice. But you know, she really liked it. And uh, so I, I was taken back. I was like, really? You've, and you're so, you're a beautiful girl. I didn't know this, you know, but anyways, we, um, we ended up uh, going out. I got to let my dog out of the room. One second. Come on, buddy. Come on. So for the people that are just tuning in, Francis meets this girl, really beautiful blonde named Jill. They're both doing this Christian kind of sing-along together thing that they both enjoy. And if you can just picture her, each morning I wake up before I put on my makeup. Oh, Francis, you're back. Okay, continue yeah, the story. Good. But it, well, you know, um, we ended up, you know, I was sober because I told her I was, you know, three months sober when she gave me her, her number and um, she wanted to get sober. Hey, usually when people are three months sober, they're hella boring. You weren't thinking, oh, my God, this woman's going to take all my money and run. No. Were you, were you not boring? <laughs> <laughs> so you're three months sober. sober or not. Were you the type of, are you, are you the type like where, where once you're three months sober, you're not really jonesing after it? Or were you still really having constant, you know, thoughts of using just, just, um, just so I have an idea? Well, apparently um, I'll get to that because um, I didn't hang on to my sobriety according to how the story goes. Um, uh, you know, I, I wasn't on, I would take painkillers, you know, like um, every now and then. You know, when the pain got bad, I wasn't really addicted to them. I didn't really like them. Um, and I would take the sleep aid um, responsibly, you know, and as prescribed. Uh, but what happened was um, uh, when when I got to know her, um, she found out that I had all this collection of, of uh, pain pills and all the sleep aid. And, yeah, and it, you know, it's like, wow, really? Oh, can I? You know, can I, you think I can use some? Cause I'm in pain and I can't sleep. And so I am like, yeah, I am. Yeah. Yeah. Take it. You know? And, and what happened was, um, uh, we ended up, uh, she, I ended up falling too. I, we went to a few meetings together, but I was enamored, you know, and we were kind of like this, we, we were so, we were, everything was sexual, the our whole relationship pretty much. But, um, and she wanted more. Um, and it's, it's like, I don't know. I was having some uh, commitment issues. And um, so we would end up, uh, you know, doing a lot of recreational drug use all of a sudden. Um, slowly but surely, we ended up, she was a, oh, she loved wine. And, you know, she had a blower in her car. And uh, so we would end up. Wait, uh, wait, hold on. She had a blower in her car. So she's been popped for a DUI before, right? So she's yeah. got some issues in the past too here that we're finally figuring out here yeah i i yeah. went i i had a co-worker take me home about five six years ago because i needed a ride home from the place we were working and she literally put her lips up to this thing on her on her dashboard i had never seen a blower before <laughs> and all of a sudden this little voice is like you are okay or something or please blow in here. And it just blew me away. I had never seen one of those. So you go and this beautiful princess of a girl happens to have one of these blower things on her. Yeah. Car <laughs> uh, yeah. And, and, you know, and um, 
you know, with, so we, she would, she turned me on to wine and also I started, you know, taking uh, the pain pills with her, getting more, you know, telling my dog, bullying my doctor and giving me more stuff for her too. And uh, uh, she was on Adderall too. And uh, we were all of a sudden, it was just full flight from reality. We were just, you know, on this, you know? And um, so um, we, we would end up, uh, I'm going to go ahead and go into what had happened. Uh, and my story at this point. So, um, well, wait a minute. Be- we, we have about 45 seconds and then we're going to go okay. to break. Right. So, okay. right. So right now it's sex, drugs and, and Christian music. It's supposed to be <laughs> sex, drugs and rock and roll. Right. So you guys are right, right. Psalms right. With the choir and the, and the congregation. The rock and roll's got to start somewhere. <laughs> right. And then you're going home and getting wasted on Adderall and having sex. God, this sounds like the garden of Eden shit that we all like about church. Oh man. I miss her. <laughs> <laughs> you guys had an Adam and Eve type of, of thing. Yeah. We, it, was, it was, it was, it was awesome. So speaking of awesome, it's so awesome that you came uh, on the show today. And we're going to get to the story right when we get to the other side of the break. So everybody tune, stay tuned. We'll be right back. Would you like to host your own radio show? Jesse Jameson is an executive producer with the Voice America Talk Radio Network, the leader in live and on-demand internet talk radio. Jesse serves as executive producer to over a dozen shows on our network. If you'd like to connect with Jesse to be a guest on a show, do some advertising, or even want to talk about hosting your very own show, give him a call at 480-553-5719 or email him at jesse.jameson at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's 480-553-5719 or email jesse.jameson at voiceamerica.com. When it comes to financial planning, most of us would probably rather have a root canal. Math, budgets, keeping ourselves and our loved ones secure after retirement, planning for retirement, risk, reward, and the like. How do you find the answers you need? Tune into Fiscal Fitness with John Grace and co-host Daniel Medina. They'll help you feel more secure in your investments and your future. Listen every Wednesday at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. There are lots of unanswered questions about life's problems, and this is especially true about spiritual life. Why can't we see God? Why is there evil in this world? Why does God let bad things happen to us and to others? Can we get divine help? Join Carl Mollison and co-host Brian Kelly for Get Wisdom. They have new answers from the Almighty you need to hear, and listening could definitely change your life. Tune in every Friday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Are you tired of feeling disconnected and shut down? Since every choice has ripple effects, lasting happiness is a product of the choices we make each day. Tune in to Rise and Shine, not just for mornings anymore. Lorianne Rising and Uncle Mark Olmsted introduced you to authors, musicians, artists, and innovators, all actively engaged in designing a world that works for everyone. Make sure you're along for the ride, Tuesdays at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern, on Voice America Variety. for tuning in to Jesse Jameson and Friends. Do you have a super short story that you'd like to have Jesse read on the show? Simply email him. You ready? 
It's jesse.jameson at voiceamerica.com. And who knows? Jesse might just read your short story on a future show. And now, back to Jesse Jameson and friends. And we're back. So, Francis, sex, drugs, and Christian music. You've got this really cute girl named Jill. She's coming to your house. You guys are having Adam and Eve type relations. The floor is yours. Okay. Thank you. Um, and, um, you know, I, I was, um, we, we, we would uh, start to obviously like use recreationally now. And, and you know, we, we were like in, in the Garden of Eden at that time. And we were, our relationship was, you know, really like just now it's just us. And um, we would go to work, we'd function, you know, and uh, the thing is that um, we, we're taking that Ambien. I'm going to get to the Ambien now. <clears throat> and uh, as we know, Ambien uh, makes you do funny things. Uh, one thing, you know, a couple of things it does, like we said, sleepwalk with your eyes open, blackout. Um, also makes you eat a lot. Uh, you get makes you un, have an appetite that's incredibly voracious. So uh, we we took we took we actually took Ambien one night, and we we now we're double dosing because we're addicts. We double up on everything, you know, that the doctor would prescribe. Now let so, me ask you, Francis real quick though: if you double up on sleep aid, doesn't that ultimately make you fall asleep, or did you have other stuff in your system that just wouldn't allow you to fall asleep? Well, that too, it was, you know, the Adderall, you know, and it was like a cocktail. And the thing is, that's why we would take it kind of recreationally too. And uh, when we also built up a tolerance, our tolerances were really high now for everything. We were going broke at this time. We were stealing wine. We were stealing, uh, we were going to, uh, what is that? Uh, Sprouts. And we, every time we, we, I say, you want to go on a date? We'll get something to eat. She's like, yeah. We walk to Sprouts across the street and we dip our hands into those bins and eat. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that's a great date with Francis, everybody. Thank you. Or, or, yeah. <laughs> or we go to Costco on Wednesday or Saturday and get the freebies, you know? And then we walk down the aisle and, you know, and eat and stuff. And, and this was our kind of like where we were kind of bottoming out. And um, so, cause all our money went to our habit. So, what, what ended up happening was one night we decided to, uh, you know, after she stole um, this, it's called uh, Masul, Masul wine, I think. And she would steal from QT. But one time she went into QT because I stopped there. And I don't know how she's a thin girl. I don't know where she put that bottle. Right. But she always come out and like, I got it. She'd pull out the bottle of wine. And, and um, one time she went in there and she's like, fuck. She came back out. She says, fuck. There's no more. I think I stole them all. <laughs> <laughs> you were just saying that you don't know where she was hiding them. I would be the guy going, look at that girl that looks like she's got an erection in her, in her pants. What's going on? We were boosting everything at that time, you know, and, 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 you know, we, I took her to Ulta and, and she had a, this big purse and this little purse with her ID and everything. She always had her hand on. She's like a pro. And she was getting, you know, makeup and stuff because I couldn't afford her makeup. She was a, she was a pretty, you know, she was a girly girl. You know, she had fingernails, you know, everything hair. And um, so they caught her and they, they said, ma'am. And they grabbed her purse and her hand slipped out with her little purse. 
and she beelined for the door. Oh my God, that's genius. That is so awesome. That is awesome. They grab her big purse and she's like, that's the fake one, bitches. And she takes off. (laughs) (laughs) And she runs up to the car. She goes, leave now. I got caught. And we just drove off. And and that's where we were at. We were just fucking, we could have been Bonnie and Clyde any day now. But, uh, and so um, we took Ambien uh, on this particular night, you know, and, um, we we got our uh, drink on. It was late. Uh, she said, "You know what? I got my food card. My food card just went through." You know, she's like, "Let's um, it's midnight. Let's go get something. You know, let's go get some. Uh, let's go get some some food." We hey, drove. Francis, I always like when stories include. You know, my food stamps just came in. Those are like world class stories. But I forgot Ambien is the sponsor of tonight's show. Is this going to get weird or? <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Okay, so the food stamps come in. So now <laughs> you guys, now you guys are gonna go actually buy something, right? Yeah. So so we get in her car, uh, and and it's a it's a Vitara, you know, Vitara, the the big Vitara. I got to, I got a small Vitara, but right now, but it's a Suzuki, and we drove uh, across the street to Walgreens of all stores, um, next to Sprouts, you know, and so. We ended up uh, shopping. We pushed a little cart around. She get all these, all this stuff, um, and um, I always started stealing batteries, dental floss, and Carmex. You know, and I had my pockets with all these little dinky things. So um, because I'm now I'm in, involved with this stuff, I'm I'm now addicted to that too. Now you know? wait, is Carmex so when you get like a pipe burn on your lips? <laughs> Well, I, we were we were doing any of that, you know. I I wasn't do, I wasn't doing any of that in front of her. So, <laughs> so so we ended up um, taking her back. We were talking. We we're having a good time. We were in a blackout, you know, with the ambient because it took effect. We walked back to the apartment. Okay, so uh, that night we after we unpacked all all the. The food, you know, we actually tried to chain our refrigerator door shut, you know, with a lock. Why did you have a roommate that was taking food or something? No, we were. I was. Oh, my I God. Was taking them and I was eating it in the middle of the night. And she's like, you're eating all the fucking food. And she's like, I'm I'm locking. She got a chain, but it didn't work because there's believe it or not, there's so many things that you need out of that refrigerator any time of the night. So. um so anyways, we're, we're um, <clears throat> now we're cooking because she's hungry, too. We're cooking with Ambien. And, um, and it's kind of funny because we turn we turn the oven on. We're going to make a pizza, you know, and put it on 500 to heat it up. Uh, we put the hood on. We started it's an electric oven. So we started to, to put uh, making omelets. We're making all this stuff. We're really elaborate chopping uh, onions. You know, luckily, we didn't chop our fingers off. But, you know, we ended up um, uh, making this, you know, spread. And and this is funny. This is funny. And, I, I, you know, I'm always looking for things to put in my omelets every time I make an omelet when I was on Ambien. So um, and the, and I'll never forget what she said um, the next day. She's like, oh, you ate the fucking cat food. Oh, my God. Are you kidding? <laughs> <laughs> I said, what? Oh, goes, gross. I, she's like, I told you not to do it. You, you put it in your omelet. Oh, she, you asked me if I want some. I said, I didn't want any of that shit. She goes, and you ate the fucking omelet. 
you know, um, I'm assuming I'm assuming it was probably soft cat food. Yeah, it was a can of like tuna. Yeah, and soft canned food, cat food. I mean, every time you open it, you can smell it from a mile away. So it's just basically tuna or maybe that fake processed beef or whatever, right? Yeah, whatever, the, but, you know, the, the food you get in, in prison, you know? Right. So it's not for human consumption, it says, you know? Right. So, you know, I did, we, you know, anyways, you know, we're cooking and, and um, eating up all the food that we just bought, right? What happened uh, was, you know, we actually left a stove on, the oven on that night with a hood. Pizza in it? Oh, no, the pizza didn't. We forgot about the pizza. Okay. The pizza wasn't. So, and, um, and, and, and the next day, you know, just, um, you know, a funny thing happened uh, because uh, when we woke up, this is hilarious. Something happened with the hood where it got blocked up and it started all of a sudden it stopped and it started, I don't know what happened, but it started spreading soot around the, the, uh, the apartment. Oh gosh. And we were passed out on the floor. Cause we just, we just fell out, you know, and she had this little dog named Pookie, real cute little thing, you know, and, um, it died and no, 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 it didn't <laughs> die. Um, she she got up. She got up at like seven. She'd always wake up at seven, no matter what. Um, and she said, "I think she slept. It was late. She slept in late because she's, you know, she comes up to me and she's trying to wake me up. I'm like, what? what's going on? I'm like, oh my god. I go, what happened to you? And she goes, just oh, dude, I think you better go look in the mirror too. So we, I run in the bathroom and I, I look in the mirror and we ha- we look like coal miners. We have this black soot on our face. <laughs> You're lying. Is this a bullshit story, Francis? Is this true? <laughs> the only thing white on you was your teeth, your eyeballs, and your underwear. I mean, <laughs> it's the only time I've ever done blackface in my life. And, oh my you know, goodness! And and I, she looked in the mirror, and she looked like buckwheat. <laughs> <laughs> her hair you know and <laughs> we were we were and then we looked down because here comes pookie and he was even black with so it was hilarious but you know we we're like she's like you fucking left the oven on and we, she you know we kind of chuckled but it was a serious thing because we could have burned down the apartment at the same time you know God, apartment no complex Especially and, if it would have been like a gas situation, right? Yeah. Thank God you have electric. Oh my god. And she's like and it was really hot in that apartment too. So she's like, uh, she's like, you could have, you could have killed us, man. She's like, she's like, damn. And that's when she told me that I ate the cat food. She's like, and, and another thing, <laughs> I ate the cat food in your omelet. She's like, and you asked me if I wanted something. I was like, no, I didn't. She goes, well, where's the fucking cat food? I saw you put it in too. And I was like, I, I was really humiliated, you know, at the same time. But, um, you know, but in, in, in Ambien has been known to make people eat. You is know, that is know. that is that kind of a mild form of rock bottom? Now, the reason I say that is because, you know, normally when you lose your wife or you lose your husband or you lose your kids, it's time to, you know, you've hit rock bottom. It's time to quit your drugs. But when you start eating the cat's food and almost burning down the <laughs> apartment and soots all over your faces, is that is that a form of rock bottom, even though you guys are able to giggle about it? 
Yeah, I would say it's beyond rock bottom because, it, like I said, we're like coal miners down into the earth. Yeah, no doubt. You're 20,000 leagues <laughs> into the earth, center of the earth. Right, um, right. Francis, um, do you remember this movie that came out about 20 years ago called Armageddon with Bruce Willis? Yes. Okay, do you by any chance remember how popular it was and how hard it was to get a ticket to that when it first came out? Like there would be lines around buildings for that movie? Um, I, yeah, it was pretty popular. It was very popular. So me and my roommate at the time, her name was Megan. We, um, we tried to go to the movie. So we finally waited in line for 45 minutes. And earlier that day, my buddy Bill from work had given me a volume and I had never done a volume before. And he told me, Oh my God, it's a great time. You're going to really enjoy it. Right. A volume. And so I take this volume and I swear it was the size of a Tic Tac. I mean, I was like, I don't know if this is going to do anything to me, right? So I take this volume. We finally get into Armageddon. It's the world's most popular movie at the time. And all of a sudden, people are shaking me. Dude, you're snoring. You're ruining the movie. And these are strangers. I, I couldn't stay awake for the life of me. So when I hear that you guys are double dosing on this and eating cat food and stuff, it's like, I, I, I just, I just, I'm never going to take a volume again in my life. Cause I know, I know that it's impossible to fight. It's like anesthesia. Well, right. You got to keep on taking it. <laughs> well, that's the thing. I was like, I don't think, I don't think this is something I want to gr grow a tolerance to. I think I'm going to, cause uh, we had I had to drive home that that night. So we ended up staying in the parking lot for three or four hours just so I could yeah. somehow sleep. It was really a freaky, weird situation. Wow, that's, that's crazy, too. Yeah. Is now, was, that, was that your bottom? <laughs> well, that, that was my bottom with volume. I was like, you know what? Mm -hmm. I'm just going to stick to maybe a little weed and a little, you know, booze or whatever, because I was young. You know, that's basically. What about that? Well, there's one show like The Princess. Uh, the Princess. Uh, what, I can't remember, but it was Prince Valium. And he's always, ah, in the kingdom of, uh, it, you know, you don't like the cartoon strip, Prince Valium, Prince Valiant. But they, right. they labeled him Prince Valium. He's because always he's always nodding violent. off, right? Always nodding off. Uh, I can't remember that movie, but I saw it um, way back, way back. Yeah, because, you know, I'm 57 years old. You know, I've seen, you know, you know, the, some of the, so, you know, I, I, I'm not one of the people that said I've seen it all because I actually hang out with millennials and um, whether that helps keep me young minded um, or, you know, just some people might say keeps you ignorant or whatever, you know, whatever it may do. Um, that's fine with me. But the thing is that um, uh, I don't I'm not one of those. Um, I've been there, done that because there is no way I've been there and done that. You know, there's something new every day. I don't, you know, and uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm in recovery now. Like I said, the only thing I take is trazodone, you know, drink a lot of coffee, um, play music. So, I mean, life is really fun. Well, yeah, here's, here's the interesting thing. You said you're 57. You honestly do look about 20 years younger than that. And it's interesting because what if that is the key, like the fountain of youth is just hanging out with people that are constantly young, new, have fresh ideas. Um, because see, I've kind of been the opposite, even though I feel like I look young, 
I've worked in a lot of places where a lot of people are, you know, anywhere from 10 to 15 years older than me. Right. Um, but, uh, but I love that experience because they have much better stories than, you know, maybe the younger crowd because the younger crowd just hasn't gone through these experiences yet, you know? Well, um, I, think, I think it's the developing uh, that storytelling. Yeah, I'm not a very good storyteller. Um, and the, the thing about um, going to uh, recovery is that you have to speak about your experience, strength and hope. It creates you to be a storyteller about your life. So, hey, we um, have one minute till break. Was there ever an imposter that went up acting like they were sober and you could just tell they were fucked up? Yeah, oh, me. My name is Gary. Oh, did you do that? <laughs> did you ever have to fake it up there and say, I've been so oh, yeah, yeah. That you're fucked up? And can the, they? The guilt, the guilt is crazy because it's a, it's a very honest program. And, and there's people that looking at you seriously and like, it just, the guilt is incredible at the same time, but you're up there and you're higher, high AF, man. And you're like, you know, whew, and you're trying to say the right things and, and, you know, you're, quivering pretty much on the inside which reflects on the outside so yeah there's a lot of people like that a lot of people i mean it's, you know so i can see you because we're on a we record the show here on zoom so i can see your face obviously the people at home can only hear your voice so they don't see that you're in a wheelchair with no legs like i do <laughs> we're gonna take <laughs> we're gonna take a quick break i, I need to empty my colostomy yeah, bag. We're gonna empty you. that dirty looking bag we're gonna take a quick break and then when we get back we're gonna find <laughs> out how ambient alert this wonderful fun story ends so we'll be right back Would you like to host your own radio show? Jesse Jameson is an executive producer with the Voice America Talk Radio Network, the leader in live and on-demand internet talk radio. Jesse serves as executive producer to over a dozen shows on our network. If you'd like to connect with Jesse to be a guest on a show, do some advertising, or even want to talk about hosting your very own show, give him a call at 480-553-5719 or email him at jesse.jameson at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's 480-553-5719 or email jesse.jameson at voiceamerica.com. In business, many leaders have a great vision, but find their companies are lacking adequate execution. Transformative Experts with host Chris Elias takes you behind the scenes with real-life business leaders and transformative experts who can pinpoint why. Listen to learn how company culture drives execution to optimize results. How can you afford to miss it? Tune in live every Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time and 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Have you ever been interested in technology or the application? Technology is always changing and there is definitely a place for you in it. Listen for Coding the Future with Dr. Sharon Jones. Sharon and her guests teach you the skill set and present resources that help you incorporate and enhance technological know-how in your current career as well as prepare you for future success. Listen every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. tuning in to Jesse Jameson and Friends. Do you have a super short story that you'd like to have Jesse read on the show? Simply email him. You ready? It's jesse.jameson at voiceamerica.com. And who knows? Jesse might just read your short story on a future show. 
And now, back to Jesse Jameson and friends. Okay, we're back. Francis, okay, so you guys just survived the soot incident, but obviously the writing's on the wall that something's got to change in this relationship. Where does this story go from from the apartment situation that you had just described? Well, you know, so then uh, we're getting cleaned up because we're going to be late for work. She's cleaning up the dog. I have to vacuum. Uh, when I get home from work, um, you know, I, shit needs to be cleaned, but we have to go to work, you know, we, like I said, we, we kept our jobs, you know, we seem to be a functioning, uh, as far as, you know, going to work and, and that's about it. (laughs) And, um, you know, we both worked in call centers. So, uh, you know, call centers are, are basically breeding grounds for pill addiction. You know, um, even, you know, you get alcoholics in there that want to drink and a break or step out, you know. So, uh, you know, no matter what call center we, we, we went to, we always brought ourselves and found out who was the people taking them, taking the pills. And um, so what, what happened was uh, um, we got ready and she's just livid about everything, you know, like, you know, the cat food, the soot, you know, and um, the apartment, the way it looks and, and her, our lives. Pretty much, you know, pretty crazy. I, and, and the thing is, though, um, it was crazy it, at the time. It was very serious stuff where we had, we, you know, just like couples. <clears throat> it's not funny until five years later, you know, right. kind of thing. That we had a lot. I have a lot of stories about it with this girl that I could share like that. So, um, so she's getting ready. She goes out um, to drive to work and... She comes back up and says, somebody fucking stole my car last night to top this off. Oh, my God. This is the same night, basically? You guys yes. are going down to get in the car and it's been. Yeah. Yes. yes. Well, I had my car and she's like, oh, fuck. She's like, um, she's like, I got to call the police. So she's calling the police uh, about her car, you know, and um, and then uh, all of a sudden she goes, you know what? I'm sorry for calling you guys. I know where my car is. <laughs> well, remember I told you. Remember I told you we went to Walgreens. We drove across the street to Walgreens, and we walked back with the groceries. Oh, you did. That's right. She left it. You, yeah. She left her car in the parking lot of Walgreens, and she's and now she's face palming and just on the couch, going, "Oh my god." Wait, that's a legitimate <laughs> funny though. Did she giggle from that? Because I mean, you'd rather know that you messed up and it's Walgreens than stolen. You, Yes, we were we, at this point, we, we, we could do nothing but laugh at the whole fucking night. You know, we're like, this is crazy. This is fucking crazy. Something's definitely got to change, but we're just now we're having a nervous breakdown, you know, like laughing about it. So um, so she walks over, gets a car, you know, I hire and kiss her, you know, tell her I love her, you know. And so she walks, you know, gets her walks downstairs, uh, walks to Walgreens, gets her car and goes to work. And, uh, and I, you know, I go to work too, you know, and just thinking about, man, you know, this is a, this is a, this is a bottom, but you know, we don't see that as a bottom. We, we see it as a, well, we have to cut back. It's a cutback moment. You know, it's like, you know, we got to cut back and something, but, uh, and not too long after that, later on, um, the, um, I went back to her apartment cause actually, um, it was her apartment actually. So, um, I drove back to her apartment uh, to uh, one morning to see how she was. And, um, and I, saw, I see this card. It says Phoenix Police. 
detective so-and-so oh, on gosh. a coffee table. <clears throat> and then I, I said, I said, well, you know, how, how did you, how did you sleep? Oh, talk, small talk in the morning. And, um, and she goes, good, good. Um, I said, what's this card doing here? Phoenix Lee, she goes, I don't know. Did you put it there? I'm like, no. And she's like, oh, fuck. She's, she's like, face palm again. She's like, last night, she goes, you wouldn't believe what I did last night. I go, what'd you do? She goes, I fell asleep in the parking lot on the fucking blacktop. Oh, my God. I go, you did? I go, what happened? She goes, she took Ambien again. Because now she's using it kind of recreationally, uh, you know, more than I am. But, um, and she fell asleep. Somebody called the police because they saw her on the, on the floor. They weren't sure if she was dead, passed out, raped or what. And she was in her nightgown, um, you know, her nightie, whatever it is. And uh, the police came and tapped her head with their boot and said, hey, uh, you okay? She's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm okay. He's like, well, you live here? She's like, yes. She's like, and, you know, when, when you're on Ambien, you know, you come, you come to life, you know, and it's like, everything's fine. You're, 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 you're fully aware. It's like your five senses are aware, but you can't remember it the next morning. So it's like, uh, she's, they're like, well, have you, you on drugs? And she's like, she's like, well, I'm on a sleep aid. Um, and uh, I must've passed out here. They're like, yeah, let's take you back to your apartment. So they took her back to the apartment and uh, you know, they came in with her and, you know, and um, then they said, okay, well, you know, if you call us, you have any problems, you know? I'm sure the cop was probably hot for her too, you know. Call Francis, me if, if if one of my future crazy girlfriends ever <clears throat> bursts through the apartment door and I'm sleeping there with my mistress, I'm just gonna mention Ambien. I think that sounds <laughs> sounds like a reasonable excuse, right? I took an Ambien and now I'm here naked <laughs> and this girl. Yeah, bed. yeah, that's that would be that would be like I'm in a black, honey, I'm in a blackout. Don't wake me up, okay? <laughs> 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 don't wake up a sleepwalker it's dangerous right right yeah so that that, that was crazy and, and you know our relationship didn't last long after that you know francis yeah i was just going to ask you i know this sounds horrible but she's in basically her nightgown she's sleeping down on the street technically somebody could have taken advantage of her raped her like you said mm -hmm. that would be somebody that i think would be really hard to want to be in a long-term relationship with her um, and I imagine that's kind of what you were thinking at that time. You're like, was that kind of the last straw with her? <clears throat> no, because I, I'm, I was, you know, running and gunning with her. This is, this, this is just part of our makeup. This is part of who we were at that time. So, no, I mean, she was completely attractive, very intelligent girl, too. So, I mean, like, it, it was just the addiction. So, right. it wasn't anything more than that. You know, she's very witty, very... Um, intelligent you know very beautiful um and that's why i really was attracted to her she had boundaries she um had her had opinions and they're solid um she it's like she knew who she was until she was high you know everything <laughs> went out the window but then i got her. she's becoming high <laughs> all the time so she's forgetting who the hell she used to be right 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 because uh, there was some uh you know she's been she's been to rehab a, a few times and um or a couple times that i know of and, you know, she, she does know some uh, aspect of, you know, what normalcy is like, what normal thinking is like without drugs and, and remembers that, you know, um, like we all would, you would, if you had uh, any, you know, knowledge of uh, working knowledge of how, you know, we, we do recovery in, in a 12 step program. So, um, 
So yeah, yeah, because now you know she's. I stalk her on Facebook every now and then, and you know she has a family. You know she's um, you know has a husband. You know she's getting bigger. You know and uh, you know like they always do. You know our ex, our exes. We stalk them on Facebook, and they all, you know, it's like all of a sudden they came. What did they go to the German bakery and you know. <laughs> Francis, guys, we, we, we age so nicely and smoothly and women age like old cottage cheese, right? So I agree with you completely, you know? Uh, but here's the thing, here's the thing, though. Even though she's married with family, you know her weakness. You ever want her, you just put a little ambient up on a DM. <laughs> Shake she's it. She's yours, right? Yeah. That's, that's right. Like a bird call, like a bird mating call. You said it's pills, it's a rattle. You know? <laughs> no, uh, no, uh, no, yeah, because we had some we had some fucking good times, you know. It, with any, anybody that I, I went out with, I, there's a reason I went out with them, you know. I'm, I'm How long a, was she in your life uh, altogether, year wise? Um, like three years, you know, three. Four and years. you said she got married to. She ended up getting married to one of the Christian coordinators at the church. No, no, that was her first husband. She went out with me, um, for a good solid like year, year and a half, and then the rest was kind of disintegrating. Um, well, wait a minute. Period. This, this is, this is interesting. So let's say you're feeling a little blue and depressed and you start to stalk, as you would say, you start stalking Jill on Facebook to see how her and her beautiful family are doing. Right. So the other day I'm watching this video, this red pill video for guys that hate women. And, uh, it was saying that, you know, 58% of first marriages end in divorce, but like 78% of second marriages end in divorce, Francis. So if you're ever feeling really down and you go and you stalk her and she, she's all smiley with her family, just know it's bullshit. She hates her family. Oh, uh, you're preaching to the choir. <laughs> <laughs> she hates her husband. He's a jerk. He doesn't do ambient or nothing. You know? <laughs> well, you know, um, yeah, you know, just she's, she's doing good. So I, I, don't, I don't think that um, anything would happen. You know, uh, maybe, I don't know. I don't think so. I can't be thinking like that, though. It is It is really a little unfair that, like, you and I are kind of high school skinny. And I've, I've gotten up as high as 195 pounds. But to lose weight for me just isn't very difficult. But, you know, you and I were talking before we started the show <laughs> here on how a lot of our friends from high school and college and this, that, you know, when we were younger – a lot of the women don't age very well. They get kind of portly and they kind of look like, uh, I don't know, you know, when you open a sleeve of biscuits before you put them in the oven and <laughs> it's kind yeah, of how they, women that's, kind that's of, them with their clothes on, right? Right. They, that, that's, you know, that's kind of how Pillsbury. women, yeah, Pillsbury biscuits Pillsbury. coming out of a, coming no, no, out of a but you know, no, there's, I, I, I do see some um, older women that have taken care of their bodies and, you know, they, they, you know, they're, they're vain about that. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm vain to a certain point too, you know, probably to a, a great extent, actually, I, you know, I work out, I constantly diet, you know, I, I'm eating, well, I have Crohn's, right? I'm in remission, like I told you. So it's, I, I really, the key, one of the keys to keeping it in a good remission, you know, to where I'm not having any complications because I could have complications if I eat the wrong foods still. And is to um, watch what I eat, you know, and it took me a long time. Eating is the most difficult workout you will ever do in your life. Learning how to eat. You know, it's called, I call it this, this, the uh, invisible workout. You don't see it, um, 
but you're working out if you eat right. You know, it does a lot more for your body than working out with weights or going to the gym. So I, I know that for a fact, you know. Do you, do you feel that the best way to get over addictions is to start a new habit such as going to the gym? Um, no. No, I feel the new habit is uh, um, uh, reprogramming yourself. It's because um, for me, I mean, there's, it, this is just my way. Cause uh, I think there's, it's not the, it's not the tell all that, you know, this isn't the, there's, you, you hear radio spots all the time about um, this ain't no 12 step program. So come on over here, you know, but for me, it, the 12 step program had worked and it's a, the reason why it's worked is because it takes, it, it comes, comes into our subconscious, like we, they always have a saying that says, keep coming back. It works. So if we keep coming back, you know, that's a that's a given. You keep going to the gym, you're going to get results. You keep eating right, you're going to get results. Um, you keep uh, going to work, you know, and, and saving your money, you're going to get results. You know, these are so, these are things that you know are are fact, uh, most likely. You know, um, and 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 what happens is it sets us up when we keep going to work. We have a regimen of going to bed early. Uh, you know, we do this, we, we think about work. It's like, no, I can't do that. Cause I got to go to work tomorrow. You know, or you, have, you ever have friends that say that, Hey, you want to go? I got tickets. Francis, I I've, been, I've been seeing this commercial lately and it's something called BAC. That's the only thing I remember of it. The letters BAC. And it's something where they would have an alcoholic guy on the commercial say, Hey, I'm, I'm starting to work with the folks at BAC and they make it where I don't have to quit beer entirely, but I cut way down and I no longer drink during the week. Have you heard about this like minimal yeah. suppression stuff? I've, I've, I've even heard that. And, you know, I can't, I, um, I think it's a scam myself because uh, like, remember I said, we thought at that point, uh, well, it wasn't like we're at rock bottom. We're going to cut back. Right. You know? So there's no such thing when you're a full-blown uh, alcoholic or addict that you can cut back. It, to me, I couldn't. I couldn't do it. I would be on what we call human aid. Human a human person couldn't help me. The doctor couldn't help me. Um, even if he told me, you know what, you're dying. You know, and the only way to stop would be you know quit the pills, quit this. I'm I might be able to quit, but I might not. God, you bring up an excellent point because my uncle Jeff died November 19th. He had a seizure that was related from, I don't know, alcoholism, basically. But before that, uh, going into the hospital, he had kind of recovered from another weird situation. And they kind of told him, you need to make an immediate change in your life. And the first thing he did was come right back home and start drinking again. Sometimes you almost do need, and this is where I feel bad for maybe people that are completely atheist. Sometimes you need to believe that there's something out there, you know, that's maybe a little bigger than yourself that can help you quit, you know, because they they even tell you, you can't really quit for family and friends. You got to quit for yourself, which is weird because I've never had problems, you know, with alcohol. Uh, or any really hard drugs on a on a long term situation where I guess I could quit for the sake of my kids, but I know that other people they can't. You really have to quit for yourself, and like you said, it's an all or nothing thing. So even when you're doing these things where you're drinking on the weekend, you're probably always leaving yourself susceptible to going right back into the daily uh, yeah. addiction cycle. Yeah, because there there is a line that you cross. The funny thing about the line is you can't see it; it's invisible too. 
it's it's it, you cross that invisible line and you get to the point where it's like it, without there's no return so i don't believe you smoke cigarettes at all and i don't believe you smoke weed it sounds like you're completely sober but let me ask you this phoenix i believe as of yesterday made it where you can now go out and as long as there's a dispensary that can serve you you can buy recreational marijuana you don't need a prescription for it anymore Mm -hmm. is that one of those things that because it's legal you might be willing to try it or do you already know what happens when you smoke marijuana it leads Mm -hmm. to beer it leads to a pill well i I smoked marijuana for 25 years and um and that's something i had to quit too because um I i did i went into the program under marijuana maintenance they call it marijuana maintenance. Um, any mind-altering drug that I take uh, to alter my mind, is, you know, I, I can't take. That's just it. I, if I take it for mind alteration, it means that I'm getting high. You know, or I'm, I'm, I'm escaping. I'm escaping my, my trauma, my stress. I'm not facing the world, in other words. I don't want to face the world. I want to hide and run away. And, and uh I, I, I mean, I entertained, I kicked the can on that a couple times. And uh, it, it, the thing is, though, I've, done, I've smoked it for 25 years, but you know what? Uh, those 25 years, um, you know, I wasn't as uh, uh, ambitious. Marijuana does something to my ambition. No, you're, so- you're exactly right. Listen, we've come to the end of the show. Francis, I want you to come on again in the future to share more stories, whether they be you and Jill or just other adventures that you've been on. But, you know, a lot of people think that marijuana is great when it comes to, you know, pain and different cancer ailments and this, that and the other. But the reality is, is it really does kind of take away a lot of your goal. Well, I, I like I said, I, I suffered from Crohn's disease since I was little, you know, younger. Didn't know I had it, um, but I always had the symptoms. And I smoked marijuana for 25 years during that time, you know, my adult life. I still had Crohn's. I still got hospitalized twice, you know, for it. You still died. felt pain. Yeah. So the reality yeah. is it's so just. A, reality it's is it's just about, it's, it might work for some people, I guess. I call it, I call bullshit on it, you know, hogwash. I always have too. But uh, with that being said, I'm going to take my medical marijuana and go get me some medicine after the show. For <laughs> Everybody come back next week for Jesse Jameson and friends. Thank you so much. Thank you, Jesse. Thank you for joining us again for another episode of Jesse Jameson and Friends. We hope you had as much fun as we did. Be sure to tune in again next week for another great story. Jesse Jameson and Friends is heard every Sunday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. Jesse Jameson and Friends is a proud presentation of the Voice America Talk Radio Network. All rights reserved.